السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته My brothers, my dear brothers In this sad day, the 8th of the month of Shawwal which commemorate the destruction of the shrines of four of our Imams عليهم السلام, الإمام الحسن and الإمام علي زين العابدين الإمام الباقر and الإمام الصادق عليهم السلام جميعا in Medina on the hand of Al Saud and the Wahhabis on this sad occasion, I just want to make some points for all of us to think about. I wish, of course, that we are all together and we keep exchanging the ideas regarding this important commemoration. But unfortunately, because of the situation now, we can't do that, but still at least we can communicate through uh, uh, this means now until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends a faraj and all this uh, uh, tough time uh, uh, re uh, relieved inshallah. There is uh, uh, some points, some questions I want to raise and I want to each one of you to uh, think about it, try to answer it. It is just an, a way to uh, to shed some lights on the reality, not to get confused, because confusion is the worst of all things which affect this ummah. We 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 didn't have any a clear vision regarding anything. Clear vision, we named it al-Ru'ya. We didn't have that regarding. It's all confusion, 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 and come the the social media to increase that uh, confusion. Uh, and uh, uh, religious institutes and some of the ulama increase that, that confusion. That's why to clear this confusion, we need to shed some lights through asking ourselves some question. So the first question I want to uh, 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 ask uh, today is this. If, if uh, tomorrow we will able to rebuild the, all the shrines of our four imams which has been destroyed uh, in Al-Madina. Will that change the affair of the Ummah generally, the Ummah of Islam? And this will change the, the Shia? This will change our behavior toward our life? The, the more important question, if these shrines has not been demolished from the beginning, would our situation now will be different? Would we be, have more akhlaq now? Will be more religious now? Will ha we have more taqwa now? If that, that didn't happen at all. Think about it. The answer is clear. We have already seven uh, uh, shrines in Iraq and Iran for our Imams alayhim salam. We have already, and we have shrine for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So from the 14 Masumin, we have eight. And from the 14, there is Imam al-Zaman, ajjalallahu ta'ala farjahu sharif he is not counted among the 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 the, uh, the imams who has been uh, gained the shahada fi sabilillah still so we have seven shrines now and the shrine of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa eight 
how that affect the, uh, the ummah or change the behavior or has any effect or anything for us? Does that make us more advanced ummah between the nations? Does that make us uh, uh, giving more care to the uh, condition of the, of the poor people in the, in the Islamic ummah? to distribute the wealth of the ummah equally between the, uh, all its people without discrimination? No, it didn't affect anything. So, if that is the case, come the question. So, if this shrine has been built today, how that will, 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 will cure all the sicknesses we are living in? If the COVID-19, the pandemic, the wallet pandemic, didn't change anything. And just the people are waiting at home to just everything be open to resume their regular life and their re regular uh, pattern of behavior among themselves. And I'm talking about the Muslim and specifically about the Shia of Ahlul Bayt If the COVID didn't change us, what, what could change us? What? The shrine? How many millions go every year for the for the ziyarat of Imam al Hussein alayhi salam and for the Arba'in. The shrine is there, alhamdulillah, and everything fine. But how that changed the condition of the Shia, the carriers of the message of the true carrier, or they should be the true carrier of the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the message of Islam we inherited. How, how, wh what we do? Look at the affair of the Shia and you can answer the question. That is my first question. The second question, if, if we rebuilt, if the Saudis re allow for us to rebuild now the, the, the uh, destroyed shrine of our four Imams in Medina, but the condition that this will done under the rulership of Al Saud and the Wahhabis. So it will be rebuilt and become like the shrine of the Prophet. So if you go to visit, you can't touch, you can't gain any barakah from there, you can't do anything. And if you recite any special dua, it is haram, you could be sent to, arrested and sent to the jail. Because it is still under the ruler, uh, uh, rulership of Al Saud and the Wahhabis. So what then we will gain? If we did that, what then we will gain? And that is the point maybe uh, Brother Farhan point to it. So, and this push, push us to the next concern, next question. Which is more important now? To rebuild the shrines in Al-Madina or to liberate the harams, the two harams in Mecca and Al-Madina and the whole Hijaz from the rulership of the tyranny of Al Saud and the Wahhabis. Which is more important now if we have to make, to give priority? The priority goes toward rebuilding the, 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 the shrines of Al Medina under the rulership of Al Saud, or no, to postpone the rebuilding now, but at least please freeze Haramain, free Hijaz from Al Saud. Which one of them, which one of these two cases has a priority? And by the way, this 
a, a documentary I shared with you a few days ago. It said that it said clearly that the Wahhabis they not just target the shrines of Ahlul Bayt. Sometimes you are under this false uh, uh, perception that oh they come against the Shia. No, the Wahhabis come and they destroy more destroyed more shrines of the Sahaba of the companions. Who keep saying the companions, the companions, they by themselves, the Wahhabi, demolish more of the shrines of the companions than the, the shrines of Ahlul Bayt, salam. All the companions of the, of, uh, 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 of the Prophet, they have shrines in the Baqiyah and in, in, in Mecca. Many of them, Masajid was there for the Sahaba, who they respect a lot. Who, like Abu Huraira, Abi Sa'id al-Khudri, Uthman ibn Affan, many of them. And they still destroyed everything. So, so that the problem here was not is, is the animosity between the Sunnah and Shia. No, the problem is the Wahhabis. The ideologies of the Wahhabis. That is why they said, the documentary said that it become a very big musibah for the whole Muslim Ummah. It, maybe the Shia, the least people who were concerned because there was no uh, uh, Shia political organization at that time. There was no the Islamic Republic, for example. Yes, the Iran was there and the, the, the Shah uh, regime and I think maybe his father at that time was there, but he did, they didn't care, they didn't do anything. And the Shia everywhere, they didn't revolt, they didn't keep that in mind. But actually, those who was more worried were the, the, the Sunnis in Turkey and in uh, Pakistan. Um, uh, at that time, well, there was no Pakistan, it, it was the, the Muslim of the, of the uh, uh, Indian Peninsula, and the Muslim in the Arab countries, the Sunni Muslims. They were concerned and they sent all that in the documentary. They sent the delegates to the, the new Saudi regime who have control now on Hijaz to discuss what, what is going on, why you are doing these practices. Because, the, yes, the Hijaz at all for the, for the last 1,000 years, yes, it was under the rulership of the Ashraf. The Ashraf, that is the progeny of the, of, of, of the prophets, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the Imam Ali. But those Ashraf were Sunni, my brothers. Those Ashraf was, were, were not Shia. Sharif Hussein and his family, and the, the, his, the rest of his family, the ruling family now in Jordan, they are Sunnis. Yes, they are Hashemiyah. They are Ashraf. They belong to Imam Ali, but they were Sunnis. And that's one, another, one other aspect of the Masaib, that we have a, a, a Sunni Sada, Sada who should, uh, uh, they take the, the, the rulership by the name of the Imam Hussein and the Mazlama the, the of Ahlul Bayt, السلام, but at the same time, they recognize the enemies of Ahlul Bayt, they never do the tabarri. And that is a big problem we have with this sect of the Ashraf, who called themselves, and they are, yes, Hashemit. They are from the progeny of the Prophet and the Imam Ali, alayhi salam. And that's why they give the names of uh, uh, Hassan, Hussein, Abdullah, Hassan, Hussein, Ali, Abdullah, that's you. And they get favoritism from the Ummah because of that. But at the end, they are Sunnis. Like the royal family in Morocco, they are from the progeny of Amir al-Mu'mineen, alayhi salam. 
but look at their actions. So that is another of the masaib of this of, of this ummah that we have a sect of of the of the ashraf who they didn't do the tabari. They are Sunnis. They have the same beliefs as the Sunnis exactly. So now come the 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 the, the, the point that those Wahhabis they were not just against the Shia. They were against the Muslim Ummah. And they said that the first Hajj uh, uh, after the uh, the invasion of the Hijaz, now under the new ruler Abdul Aziz Al Saud, the first Hajj was disaster. A lot of Hajjaj has been killed, especially the Egyptian Hajjaj, because they used to bring the 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 cover the. Kiswa, Kiswa means the Kisa of the Kaaba. They used to bring it for hundreds of years from Egypt as a gift. So when they bring it to the to the Haram, inside the Haram, they have been attacked by the Wahhabi mobs. The ISIS of that time, the soldiers of uh, Al Saud, they attacked them and they killed them in the Haram, and that is why. The, the, uh, after this event, for 10 years, Egypt prevented the Hajj, prevented Egyptians from going to Hajj at all. And Egypt is a Sunni country. So it was not something against the Shia. The Shia at that time were sleeping. But those who protest were the Sunnis. To the extent that they forced King Abdul Aziz Al Saud to declare after invasion to declare that his intention to give a, 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 a free administration or to put the Hijaz under an international, and this is mentioned in the documentary, to put the Hijaz under an international administration to be open for all Muslims without discrimination. He offered that, he promised that, but of course, he never fulfill his promises like his grandfather Muawiyah when he gave the promises to Imam al-Hassan but he didn't carry anything of it. That is the same thing done by Abdul Aziz. So he was the first one to call for international administration for the Hijaz, for the two harams. And he make a promise on himself in front of the Muslim countries, the delegates who rushed to Mecca to meet him to see what 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 will be the situation under his rulership. He gave them the the, the promise that he is going to hand the Hijaz again to the Hijazi, and then he will uh, 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 share the, the 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 supervision of the holy places with the international Muslim community. Did he fulfill his promise? That's all points we have to keep in, in, in mind. But now I come to the most important point, which all of us we should keep in mind. Please, my brothers, please. We have to ask ourselves, what was the price? And this was very clear in the, uh, uh, in the documentary. What was the price given in return of handing the Hijaz to Al Saud, so they built their kingdom in the whole Arabia. What was the price he gave in return of that? We know that Great Britain was ruling at that moment. So, what the price which Al Sharif Hussein refused to give, but Abdul Aziz Al Saud agreed to give? 
So they handed to him the haramain. For what? For what reason? Yes, for his approval, for the establishment of the state of Israel in Palestine. They begged Sharif Hussein, please agree on the word of Belfort, the promise of Belfort to build a, 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 a Jewish state uh, in, in Palestine. So forget about Palestine. We will give you Syria. <clears throat> we will give you Iraq. We will hand you <clears throat> the rest of Arabia. But not Palestine. Forget about Palestine. Just give it to the Jewish state. It will be for us, and we will hand it to the Jews to establish the Jewish state. Sharif Hussein, the descendant of Ahlul Bayt, he refused. He said, no, until my death, no, I never will hand Al-Quds, that is a part of the Harams. I never handed it to uh, build a Jewish state over there. They told him, okay, you can keep Jerusalem, but the, 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 the west of that land will establish the Jewish state. He said, no, not even one dust from this holy land in Palestine. That is why then, the British forced to go and negotiate with Abdul Aziz Al Saud, who was ruling Najd at that time and the Riyadh. He agreed. He agreed uh, uh, to sign on this British plan to build a, a Jewish state for uh, 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 for the Bani Israel to build their uh, state Israel. He agreed. So Israel, the building establishment of this Jewish state was the price. In short words, the, the Hijaz has been lost for, for all Muslims in return of building or establishing Israel. In another word, that the shrines of our Imams has been destroyed so Israel could, could be built. So you never can separate these two things from each other at all. Keep that in mind. With all respect to other Muslim problems in Kashmir, in Yemen, in any place else. But still, the problem of the Jewish state and the Palestine, that is the main reason why we lost the, the, the haram, the, 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 the control of the haram and all these atrocities practices over there by uh, Al-Wahhabiyya and by Al-Saud and the destruction of the shrine of all our Imams Nobody talk about that. Nobody. Even the ulama, they didn't talk about that. They just shed tears for the destruction of the shrine. While the destruction of the shrine in itself is not the main issue. Why the shrine has been destroyed? Why the haramain has been put under the, the, the tyranny of Al-Saud? and the tyranny of the Wahhabis, and for how many years now? Why? Almost about, we are closing to 100 years. Why? All that for one reason. We know what, it, what, what, what that now. Now it comes the, 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 the next important question. So why, why, we, why we are so sad today and we called it Yawmul Ghamm? the day of, of sadness. Why? After all this discussion above. So why we are so sad about that? Yes, my brothers, we said not because the building of the haram could change us or will be changed if the, of, the, of these shrines will be there. No, we are sad because the violation of the sanctity 
of our imams when you break, when you demolish the, their tombs, their shrines. That is a destruction, that is a violation of, 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 of the sanctity of our imam, which he is from the sanctity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you are directly violating the sanctity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Somebody can ask, and oh, what is the problem? It is just the building, but our love to the Imam is there. So why you have to be worried about that? Our love to the, the Imams are there, even without a shrine, right? Many people, many Shia, by the way, raise this question. But I, I have an answer to you for that. I will ask you, all of the Muslim, not the Shia only, any Muslim, if somebody now, if somebody, Christian or Jew or even a Muslim come in front of the camera, in front of the camera, and he burn the Mus'haf. And that happened, I think, a few years ago by a reverend here in America. He gathered a pile of, of Quran and he burned it. And you know what happened in the Islamic world? Protests everywhere, attacking the Christians, attacking the Jews, attacking the U.S. embassies everywhere. If you remember about 10 years ago, just he burned the Mus'haf. By the same logic, you can ask, oh, why you have to care? He just burned the book. But the Quran, it is in our heart. The Quran is engraved in our mind. The Quran is on our tablets and on our phones and on our computers. So why you have to care about just uh, burning the, the, the book itself? the hard cover and some papers in it, even if it carries them, but what, what is the, my, the Quran is with us. No, no, of course, we all of us revolt because that is a violation for the, for the respect, the sanctity of the, of, the, of the Mus'haf, of the word of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though we memorize it, we keep it in our heart, and it is on our tablets and our computers, on our phone and everything, but you still, you revolt for that. Because this is a disrespect. This is a violation of the sanctity of the Quran. That is the same thing. The, the shrines of the Imam, it's like the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's like the hard, the, the book which is some pages and with a cover, but it is a value is not on the hard be, uh, covers and on the uh, uh, pages or papers. The, the value is on the word written on that a paper which you are not even allowed to touch if you are not in Tahir, just to touch the letters. You see? So that is the value, the, 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 the value in that, the value in, the, in this shrine which has been built. It is not on the building itself, the value on the characters which uh, uh, enclosed in these graves and the buildings and everything in the area, the whole city take its sanctity from the presence of this grief. Even that documentary said that the Abdul Aziz Al-Saud, he said that if was not fear from that there will be an Islamic revolution against me, I will demolish the, the grave of the Prophet. They didn't care because those people, they have their own beliefs. Unfortunately, they carry the, the word of Islam, but that is their own beliefs which they want to enforce on all the Muslim Ummah. And wala hawla wala quwata illa billah, they start now to widespread these beliefs everywhere. Everywhere they distribute these beliefs. 
So I am sorry that I put something very long for you. I wish that uh, I can sit with you and we talk together. But this is all points. The, uh, it should be raised and we should think about it and should give it uh, uh, much attention, especially during these days, uh, especially during this day which carry to us the commemoration of the handing of al Medina to the, the gangs and the mobs of uh, uh, Al-Wahhabiyya, Al-Saud, at that time they called them the Ikhwan, as it's shown in the documentary, to hand it to those uh, 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 ISIS people uh, at that time, to those Khawarij of that time, to hand it to them and to their leader, uh, Abdul Aziz al Thank you so much, my brothers and sisters, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of you. And hopefully, inshallah, very soon Allah will remove this calamity and this tough time, and inshallah, we'll be able to liberate the two harams from this riches, from this impurity of else uh, uh, never. Inshallah, very soon. This will be under the rulership of the true inheritant of Muhammad and Al-Muhammad who do both the Tawalli and the Tabari and stand against the, the, the international tyranny, the international uh, uh, oppressor everywhere and uh, uh, whatever their place or site it is inshallah and that is the true message which you have to carry from this painful commemoration and sad day. Sallu ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad wa assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.